Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's go. This is the Chase in the Frame podcast, where we interview people in the TV and film industry, talking about their journey, how they got to where they are today. We do this podcast for the frame chasers. This is for those in the film industry, going hard, let them know who we are. Frame chasers, we're, we're not chasing the fame, no, no. Tell them what we do. Chasing the Frame. This is the Chasing the Frame podcast with your host, John DeMarco. Let's go. What up, Frame Chasers? It's Wednesday, and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame. Today is episode 75, and today I'm with Raf Adame. Raf, how are you today, sir? Good. How are you doing today, John? Oh, I'm doing fantabulous. It's Friday. It's my weekend. Going to be tomorrow. I can't really complain. Um, so before we start the episode, we have to take, take care of some housekeeping real quick. So let's get to that. First off, we have to thank our affiliate partners, Artlist.io. Honestly, the best music licensing platform for any type of content creator. Thousands of new songs every day on unlimited downloads, which is always a plus, especially when you're trying to find music for a project. It's always the hardest part. Artlist.io makes it easy and simple. Guys, if you join our affiliate link today, that's in the description below on our YouTube video, then you'll get one year and two extra months free. So check it out and join Artlist.io, an inspiring music licensing platform created by filmmakers for filmmakers. Second, guys, we have merch for you at teespring.com slash stores slash chasing dash the dash frame. Not only are we selling shirts, but we're selling hashtag frame chaser mask for $10. Honestly, it's a comfy cloth mask and super stylish, and you let people know that you're a frame chaser on set. Third, Check out Production Apparel. We have an affiliate with them as well. They have awesome shirts for crew and camera, editing, uh, and sound. And they do have stickers. And they also have rap gifts for anyone who's looking into uh, gifts for their crew for rapping uh, for when a rap party happens. So check them out in the link below as well. And then it's also our fourth thing. It's time for that donation to the Church of the Frame, guys. Three ways to donate. One, paypal.me slash DTF podcast. One-time donation. Two, Patreon. $5 a month membership, which allows you to get early access to audio and visual content a week before that airs. And three, in the description below are links to all the cryptocurrencies for our trust wallet. So basically, just whatever cryptocurrency you see on there, you can send it What if you do have any cryptocurrency and let us have that as well and that goes to fund our projects too and also guys last but not least please like our facebook page as well as subscribe subscribe to our youtube page so guys let's get ready and chase those frames today with raf raf first question i ask everyone on the show 
is where are you from originally? I am originally from uh, Texas, El Paso, Texas, to be exact. Okay, now I understand why you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a Cowboys fan since I was two years old, actually. All right, um, I'm, a, I'm a Giants fan, so I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still gonna be cordial with you right now. But when we're well, off, <laughs> I, I actually switched to, to a Raiders fan this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, oh man, I just, I just had experience with the Raiders fans. We just, I, I work, I do uh, photojournalism for the news, so I worked, I worked the first month, uh, the first game, home game, and that was ridiculous. Working and seeing all those Raiders fans, they were nuts. They couldn't even see the game, and they're outside still partying. Yeah. <laughs> and, well. I, I have at least I have an excuse, right? Yeah, that's I mean, true. You do have an excuse. You do. You do. Uh, second question for you, sir, is um, what was the TV show, movie, actor, uh, director, whoever it was that you know, t- you know, spoke to you and you said to yourself, "I want to do this. I want to pursue acting." What was the, who was the director? Well, anything like you know, it could be an actor, it could be a director, it could be a TV show, it could be a movie, whatever it was that was like creative. That you saw and you're like, I want to do this. Well, it just so happened that um, I uh, I met a director here in town, mm. and he was doing auditions. And I went to the audition, and I wanted to know how how I did. Mm. And so I did something that an actor shouldn't probably do. <laughs> I sent him a text message to ask him. By the way, how did everything go this weekend, and and um, what did you think of my audition? And yeah. and I know that uh, I probably could have done better, and um, I'm open for cr- critique. Well, um, he gave me the critique and everything, and then um, he mentioned to me that if you know he mentioned to me that I had potential to be an actor, and that if I wanted to, that he would meet with me on a weekly basis um, at the Starbucks and he would teach me how to be an actor. Okay. And so that's, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Interesting. So what made you have the bug? When, when where did it come from? Like you just wanted to one day woke up and say, Hey, I want to try acting. No, actually I, when I was living in uh, California back in the eighties, nineties, uh, between 1980 and 1990, I was living in, in, in L.A., San Fernando Valley. Yeah. And I had I had friends that were um, – that we would hang out. We would we would hang out together, and uh, whenever I hung out with these guys, we would like – they would know how to like get into Dodger Stadium without even paying. Okay, so wow. we, did that, we did that one time, right? Yeah. So then one time we, we hung, I hung out with them, and they knew some folks in the um, – in the in the industry, mm. so we went to. They invited me to go see uh, Gary Shanley. Oh yes, the Gary Sandler show, live live taping of it. So we went to go see it, and that's really what got this whole thing started. And so they actually got on set with Cheers to be extras, um, and I tried to get on with them, but they, they it just didn't work out. And so. I uh, ended up going through the the big agency back back then. I forgot what it was, but William Morris. They, I'm sorry. Was it William Morris? No, it wasn't William Morris. It was another one. Okay. I, it, it was another one that was competing with them. But immediately they got me in. I got into a uh, a role mm-hmm. in um, uh, Father of the Bride. Oh, okay. I was an extra. 
and then um, and then I did a, a couple of other extra movies okay. uh, in L.A. and then and then and then I didn't do anything for until 2015 when I got here to Vegas. So, question also, you you said you you know you're trying to get on the extra, be an extra for Cheers, and then you kind of also went to that agency. Do you have anything before you went to the agency, or you kind of just you know went to the agency and said, "Hey, I'm an actor, and I would like to get representation." I just I just went to the agency wow. and tried my luck, and uh, they they got me in um, into the Father of the Bride as yeah. an extra, like I said, and then uh, right after that, they actually got me into an X-rated movie. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Uh, I know it's it's a long story, but um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, I did that, and then, like I said, I didn't do anything until 2015. Yeah. You know, when I, when I first got here to Vegas, um, I but I just I did it out of impulse because yeah. my friends did it, and I felt well, if they did it, then why not? Why why can't I do it? And so, yeah. so I just went in to see if it'll work, and it did. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's really cool. Um, I have to ask two. I have I have two questions. One is, what was it like? I know you're an extra on Father of the Bride, but what was that experience like? That first time being on, especially a big budget movie like that Hollywood style movie. What was that like for you? Nervous, excited. I mean, nervous and excited. What were your emotions going through that? What was that whole day like for you? Well, it was it was really exciting because you know, first of all, it's it's in a house that's in like Beverly Hills area that they, that that they did the filming. And, you know, they had all the set was out there. Mm. You could see the actors out there. It was a house filled with, with, with young folks and, 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 and young kids. And, um, and so it was, it was just a lot of fun, yeah. you know, seeing the, the um, what do you call it, the folks that come in and, and bring you the food. Mm. Um, I mean, they, yeah. yeah, they cater to us, like, wow. just amazingly. And it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, they treated you like a king. Um, the pay for an extra, you know, wasn't bad mm -hmm. back then, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it was really cool. It was really <laughs> exciting. I mean, shit, I'm kind of jealous. I wish I was on, like, a movie set like that. Uh, but here's the other question. You can plead the fifth. You don't have to answer this question. How the hell did you get on X-ray, X-ray, uh, <laughs> X-ray movie in that regard? I have well, to ask. You brought it up. You opened the bag of worms and a whole bunch of questions I had to ask now. Well, after I did that first gig, they put they sent me to this other other gig, yeah. and I was going to be a background, and and it was basically a scene with with a guy and a girl, and mm. apparently the the girl was you know was doing it to the guy, right? Yeah. And and all these folks were around. And it was just a lavish house, you know, yeah. and uh, and so <clears throat> I didn't think any of it, anything of it at the time, you know. Yeah. Um, I figured I'd be in the background, I'd get my money, and then it's everything's good, right? Yeah. Well, as it turns out, uh, I was working for um, the government at the time. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, – I came into work one day, and the fellas had uh, that I work with, uh, one of the guys had a bachelor party the weekend before, and so they had they had a bachelor party for him, and so they got all these movies that they rented out, and lo and behold, they got this movie that I that I was in, <laughs> and so there they were the whole weekend just revert you know just playing fast forwarding and reversing it, 
and trying to figure out if that was me in the background or not. <laughs> and so I came in on Monday and they said, Rap, were you in an X-rated movie? <laughs> Did you happen to be in an X-rated movie? Because we, we saw this guy that looked just like you. <laughs> I, just, I, I just couldn't. It, it was just hilarious. So, um, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what happened. Now, did you play it off or did you uh, admit to it? <laughs> well, I, I I admitted to okay. it, yeah. Because I mean, I you know, because I mean, I didn't I didn't do anything sexually yeah, no, or yeah, anything like that, uh, yeah. But it was just it was just a background thing. It wasn't anything that was like really filthy, disgusting. Okay. It was just a, it was just an X-rated movie that was yeah. You know, I think I don't. I don't even remember. I think it was called the Black Stallion or something like that. I don't even I, remember. I, what actually, it was I think that's on the Criterion Collection, Black Stallion, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, but yeah, it, it's that will go down in infamy. That, now, now, if that, if it's actually Black Stallion, I'm gonna have to buy that. No, I really don't know what it's called. Oh, shit, I'm like, I'm just laugh. Um, okay, so then you took the big break, and then you came when you came out here. What actually? What made you move to Vegas, if I may ask? Well, I, um, after I, you know, was living in California, um, I left, uh, when the, cause I was working for the department of defense. Mm-hmm. And so then everything went down the drain. Yeah. So, so then I got laid off and then I moved back to Texas and, um, so I stayed there for a little bit and then moved around the country for a little bit, yeah. went to Chicago uh, Tampa, Florida, and then I finally decided to come back. Uh, I mean, excuse me. When I was living in Chicago, I decided to move west again and move to Las Vegas because my family had already settled in Las yeah. Vegas. Gotcha. So I figured, you know, I'd come to Vegas and, and try it out, and so I did, mm-hmm. and uh, found a job um, as a writer. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been writing ever since. Oh, nice. I've been I've been I've, I've been a writer for over twenty years now. Oh, nice, nice. And and so then uh, 2015 rolled around, mm-hmm. and uh, the Jason Bourne folks came into town. Yeah. Through Julie Goldman's yep. group. That was a big one, yes. And so that's how I got into that. I got into the uh, the um, the movie as an extra, yeah. and uh, it was really a lot of fun. I did that was the first time I had done uh, anything like that since you know back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, actually, back in the 80s, and so. Uh, I did that for a week with, uh, I think it was on set for a couple of weeks actually. Yeah. And, uh, so that's really what got everything started. And, and even, even, uh, even going to that too, uh, you, you're moving around like, and you're out of the game for a, a while, we'll say. And, you know, is it cut cause Jason Bourne's in town? You're like, Oh, maybe I'll go back to acting. Or is it because like, I, I have some free, I have free time. I'm going to go, I want to go pursue acting again. Was it, was it those things? Cause why didn't you pursue it during your time in Chicago or going back to when you were moving around, if I may ask too? Well, you know, I, I didn't really think I had anything special to offer. <laughs> but when uh, Jason Bourne rolled around, I was uh, invited to, to go and, and audition. So okay. I did. I went to the audition because they were looking for folks that had uh, vehicles that they uh, were willing to use on the strip gotcha scene that they did with the Jason Bourne scene and so I went for that yeah. and uh, I ended up getting something else because yeah. they felt like I could do something else different so I did that and uh, after I finished that then I, I I really realized that you know this is really cool I really yeah. want to do this 
You know, I want to see if I can try to get myself into doing this. Yeah. You know. So dip the feet further into the pool. Yeah. 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 So I, I, you know, I started with 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 little rolls and yeah. things like that. You know. And I saw that you know you were on uh, stripped, and we had Alex Kirsting on the show as well. Uh, he was on that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, which, stripped. Which one? Stripped. I have your. I, I went on your IMDb. I was reading that a little bit before we started. Uh, you were playing Dwight, apparently. It was a TV series, Stripped. Yes. Well, that never really matured. There's yeah. some things that I have to clean up on my IMDb. Yeah. 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 Um, but a lot of that stuff was early stuff that mm. that you know I got started with. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, some of those projects just never got done. So I I need to go in there and clean some of that stuff out. But oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, I was Dwight, and I I did a, a scene with uh with that series. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, and I know what about powers and principalities because I know my I know so kind of five degrees six degrees of Kevin Bacon a little bit, but I know we worked on together to whom may concern, and I know Carlos was on powers and our sound guy was on powers and principalities too. Did that ever come out by the way or? What was that whole experience like, if I may ask? With powers and principalities? Yeah, that come out. I I never saw it, so I don't. It did. It did came out. It okay. did come out, and um, I just I played a police officer in okay. that. It yeah. was just it was just a small little role. Yeah. Um, where they they took the body uh from the house and they were putting it into the ambulance. Okay. And, and I was pretty much the captain, making sure that everything was was running yeah. smoothly and and that everything was was okay, you know, and and so. It was very cool. It was very cool because it was it was um, it was low budget, but this gentleman really knew what he was looking for, and he really knew how to use the camera yeah. to his advantage. Um, and I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, you know. Mm. And, and also, you worked on To Who May Concern. I, I had Zabko on the show. I had Carlos. I had Jamarco. I've had also Nick Payne. Uh, mm -hmm. what was your time on to who may concern? We'll, we'll reminisce a little bit about that. Well, you know, that was really the first, um, role that I got, uh, yeah. to play a, a role in a short film. Mm. And, and I was given that opportunity by Zapco mm. and it was, it was really, really cool, yeah. uh, to be a part of that. I mean, I look back and I see myself on the screen yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, how can how on God's green earth did I get away with that? <laughs> how, did, how did they even let me get on the on the you know on the set for for that? You yeah. know, so um, but it was it was a really cool experience because uh, there were some really good actors in that yeah um, in that short uh, Brenna Daly. Yep. Who's just really just doing really great? Yes, yes. Right now, mm -hmm. and her mom Brenda, I I think the world of her. Yeah, and so it's it's it was a great opportunity. And John DeMarco, absolutely, <laughs> I love him to death. Um, you know, I see some brown in your nose, Raph. Don't don't don't. <laughs> no, I I you know I'm I'm a really honest guy. Yeah. You know, I don't. I'm not really you know. Yeah. I don't have anything bad to say about people unless. There's one in particular, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah. Understandable. That, that can be an off-air conversation if you want to have that. But uh, no, I was just I was giving you a hard time. No worries. Um, but I understand. Yeah. Uh, so what was it? So what were what did you learn so far? Now out of the th out of the three sets of I know stripped really hasn't come out. You said and and powers and principalities and two may concern these earlier works. What have you learned 
from Vegas set so far from in that time frame? What did you learn from there? What were you experiencing like with Vegas, the Vegas community? Well, you, 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 you put yourself out there and you're vulnerable because you think that you, you know, you have good intentions that you want to be out there and you want to be an actor, but in essence, I wasn't ready to be an actor. And, and so, you know, you're out there and, and you learn to appreciate everything that goes on the set and what they're expecting of you and, and, and what what it is that you need to bring to the table. And there's a lot of different personalities that you have to deal with. But the bottom line is, you know, the bottom line is you either got it or you don't. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you've got it, you've got to bring the charm. You've got to bring whatever it is that you learn. And, you know, lucky for me, you know that 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 meeting that I had, those meetings that I had with this gentleman, um, this director who's uh, living in Georgia now. He was here in Vegas, mm. uh, and I think the world of him. Um, and you know, had it, had it not been for him, I mean, he taught me everything about about acting. You yeah. know, pretty much how to you know position your your head, not to move it. You know, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, we started out with, with, uh, Marlon Brando's movie, uh, A Streetcar Named Desire. Okay. Interesting. He got me yeah. started reading that and memorizing and, 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 and when you start diving in and, and really understanding what, what it takes to be an actor, it, it's just really, there's a lot involved. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you have to know uh, that that you know mm. that you kind of like take with you and you you put it in 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 the back of your you know the the feather in your cap. You, yeah. you just kind of remember those little things that that you that you learn you know yeah. through your 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 acting coaches and uh, the people that you meet. Yeah, yeah, uh, un, 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 totally understandable. What what were you ta- what did you take away in the acting that you were like? Okay, these are the things you need to do. Like like I know actors have the same things. What were some of the things that you're like? All right, these are these are what are the Raf's, you know, tips of an actor, like the actors should take away. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so ask me one more time now. So like you were talking about, um, you know, things that all actors should know, right? All actors should do and know on set and stuff like that. So what are, I know, everyone's gonna have almost the same list of five things, right? Let's say. But they could be a little different, or they could be the same. I'm kind of curious what your five takeaways are from that. Well, my first takeaway is you have to get there early, mm-hmm. be on time, mm-hmm. because that's that's a big thing with with Las Vegas actors. Is Las Vegas actors are known to be unreliable, yeah. and so I've learned that you know if you're going to be Getting there for a gig, make sure that you get there on time. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that whoever is on set that you're working with, the director that you're working with, um, that you are able to work with them and are are able to work with their style. Yeah. And um, and so that's really important. And offer to. To help them out in any way, you know, mm-hmm. I'm finding that that's a really good thing to do. I never used to do that. I used to just pretty much come in, do my thing as an actor. But 
I'm learning that um, directors and, and folks that are on set actually appreciate when an actor comes in and, and if you've got something else to offer, they really love that. And yeah. so I'm really going to try to use that more to my advantage. Yeah. Um, that and the fact that when you're on set and you've got lines to read, you have to make sure that, that you know and memorize your lines and that you get a chance at least to, you know, to study your lines with, with your, with your partner or the yeah. person that you're going to do your lines with, you know? So those are some of the things that I've, I've, you know, taken from, um, yeah. you, you cannot, you cannot tell an actor what to do or how to act. Um, that's another thing that I've, learned not to do yeah um, is basically you're there to do your thing and and you're there to to mesh with the other actor and but your job is not to you know tell them how to do it yeah so not the director <laughs> so after going back to um to make concerns so after that so you're still green in the in in doing le bigger roles now. So what do you do after to make concern? I got involved in um, another short film. I believe it was called um, The Vegas Kid um, and the Drifter. Okay. What was? And I played a uh, Armon. I played this the role of Armon, who was a. Um, like a janitor type guy that was that would clean the uh, sweep up the the parking lot and take care of the cars that were coming in and, at a strip club. Yeah. And so uh, I got a chance and an opportunity to work with some great actors in that. Um, Travis Lance Sosa was the one that gave me the opportunity to be in the movie, mm -hmm. and I was extremely excited once again. But I still wasn't ready to be an actor. Yeah. But I had the opportunity and. The experience uh, to be on set mm. to work with some of the best people here in Vegas, yeah. really Stu and uh, Eric and just so many the directors, uh, the director that was that was from L.A. Mm. Uh, Bruce was just really amazing guy. Yeah, um, he comes from a great directing family with mm. uh, award-winning talent. Oh wow! So I was extremely uh, flattered and excited to be in, in that one because I really felt that that was going to be um, another you have to when you get are given these opportunities you yeah. have to try to make the best of them yeah definitely and you know but I look back and I reflect and I, I wish I could have done it a little differently you know yeah um, what I know now as an actor you know what would you do differently if you could well I mean just so many different things I mean from from learning your lines yeah. to um, uh, basically breaking down a scene, mm. you know, I, I didn't know how to break down a scene back then. <laughs> and, and now I can break down any scene. Mm. I mean, you can, I, you can hand me a script and I can figure out, you know, the motivation for each character, um, the character type, you know, why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, the beginning, middle and ending the, the main line, the, who's the, um, uh, antagonist, who's the protagonist? Yeah. Uh, why is it that they're doing it? Um, what is their motive? Um, mm. What what is the whole what is the story about? 
and and yeah. you have to look at it in a, in a sense of of a very generic way, not in a in a way of like with a bunch of words. And it, you got you just got to make it real basic. Figure out what what it's about. Yeah. And then you start breaking it down from there. Now, and oh. had I known that back then, you know, it would have been different. Now I have a question. I don't think I ever asked anyone this question as an actor on the show yet. But like, I just got a script recently, and I had read the script, but I typically read the script where I read it straight through. Like I'm not going to read it as an actor or anything like that, where I'm not going to try to act out. I was going to, but this time I did it where I kind of acted out as the character. Now, do you, when you get scripts, do actors do like, I mean, I, I don't know if every actor is, but what do you do? Do you re, kind of read it out? Like where you kind of think of what characters are, are doing or you just read it straight or it's like, let me just read well, through it. I read it straight through. I just read the, the, the script straight through without any, any kind of emotion or yeah. anything into it. Mm -hmm. And then you, I read it about five or six times. Oh, wow. And then, then after that, you, you, you just kind of want to get it into your brain a little yeah. bit. And then that's when, after you do that, that's when you start breaking it down and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, figuring out what is, what is it that, that, what is it about? Yeah. You know, and then you start breaking the characters down and, you start breaking down because each each script has an arc. Yeah, and uh, you have to hit that arc, and it, it, there's that's that's why you have a beginning and middle and an end. Yeah, and uh, and that arc, somewhere in that arc, has to be the main line. Yeah, and so that is really important. And I was I was taught all that by uh, by my acting coach. Yeah, um, I do take lessons. Okay, I am very active in taking lessons here. Um, in Vegas, and um, I do go to the Dream Tracks Academy. Uh, okay. Frank Perillo, Miles uh, Edgar, um, great folks, and uh, I've learned a lot from yeah. them. What? When did you? Really when did you start thinking like I need to start taking classes? Like, was it after that? Uh, what was it? I just blanked out on the name of it. Where is it? Where is it? It was the Las Vegas kid and the drifter. Were you like, I need classes now? <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. After I did that, I, I realized, you know, I really, if I'm going to do this, um, I really got to get, um, you know, mm -hmm. get into some acting classes. And, and that's, the timing was amazing because it, it was right after that, somewhere between that time frame and, and within a year mm -hmm. that I met Conrad, yeah. um, who, you know, basically, I met with him and he kind of like explained to me the, the, the Stanislavski method okay. of, of acting. Yeah. And, 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 and it was basically, you know, being in the moment and, 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 uh, acting in the moment. And, but more than anything, I mean, I still remember, I, I didn't know how to memorize lines or any of that. Yeah. And, and, and that was really scary because I didn't think I could do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get and, it. yeah. But but when I sat down with Conrad and he told me to read Streetcar Named Desire, and I'm like, "Are you serious?" I said, "I'm not even a reader." <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. I read I read Streetcar Named Desire, mm -hmm. and um, and then we started breaking it down, and he started, you know, kind of, you know, taking chunks, small chunks, and then there would be bigger chunks, and then bigger, bigger chunks. Yeah. And lo and behold, it started happening. I wow. started, you know, I would read, read it, mm. go through the script. We'd meet, 
um, I would have to like you know bring it mm-hmm. to the table and 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 remember what I read. Yeah. And and we would do that on a weekly basis. Yeah. Until until I had it until I got it down. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was an amazing feeling coming in one day and meeting Conrad yeah. and being able to completely, you know, uh, perform the script that we were going through with completely without me having to, uh, you know, stop and, oh, my gosh, I failed. And, and, and at that time, not only doing that but bringing the emotion to that scene. How and much? so when I did that, I remember just I was so filled with emotion. Mm-hmm. I was like I jumped up for joy and I was literally in tears. And and I could see yeah. that that Conrad really knew that that he was able to help me out. You know? Yeah. It felt it a great feeling, you know. Yeah, I bet. Did you did you feel drained after that also? Did you like you have all that emotion, all that adrenaline, you know? No, really I didn't feel drained. I felt I felt the release. release. I felt okay. like I like a breakthrough had occurred. Yeah. Now, I, I was gonna ask too. Like, now, did you also go home at night and like record yourself reading the script and then playing it while sleeping? Because I feel like that's a method every actor uses as well at one time or another. Um, I did that a few times, but yeah. but uh, yes, that was one of the things that he that he asked me to do. He would make me go into the you know to to see myself what I looked like in the mirror mm-hmm. and wanted to make sure that my head wasn't like this or was like this. It was that it was like this, yeah. you know, that was really important. Yeah. Have your face like, you know, straight. Yeah. Not move it. And that basic principle is, is really amazing yeah. because the less movement that you have as an actor, the more effective you're going to be. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, after you pull off, a streetcar named Desire. Stella! Sorry, I had to say it. Uh, what, and you're with a new lease on life in acting. What did you, what was your next project that you tackled? Well, you know, we did the streetcar, but then, then Conrad started putting me, and, and, you know, we would do like different books, like we okay. did August Wilson. Yeah. Um, and, you know, are you, are you familiar with August Wilson? No, I'm not actually. Okay, well, he's he was a he was a very famous. Uh, uh, he wrote the plays. Okay. And uh, one of the plays, uh, he he's got some really amazing Nobel Prize winning uh, writer. And uh, one of the the, the scenes was um, the the way. Okay, it was it was a it was a it was a setting that was back in in uh, the forties and fifties with with uh, with the way the black movement was. Gotcha. And and so the the lingo that they had was a little bit different back in in, in those days and and the the way they talked. Yeah. And so there was a script that he had for me that had that lingo and. I just there was just no way that I was going to be. I just felt in my mind there's mm. no way I can do that. Yeah. But sure enough, we got to doing it, and 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 I ended up doing it, and it was it was just amazing. Yeah. And so that was one of the really cool things that I got to do with Conrad was mm. he took me through like five different uh, uh, scripts from main mm. main folks that he 
learned from when he was in school, going back to school when he was in New York. Yeah. When he was a kid, he was taught uh, at the school in New York. He went to one of them schools in New York that was that was really really cool. Yeah. And when they taught him, it was that's how he was taught, and and so that's how he showed me. And let me tell you, it was it was amazing. That's awesome. It really was. And I just looked up August Wilson real quick. I realized I have seen an August Wilson movie, Fences. Yep. That's a great. That's a great movie, also. And a cameo. Yeah, and there was a movie that just came out just now, just recently with yeah. Viola Davis. Is yeah, that the one? It, I think that uh, there, yeah, Ma Remy's Black Bottom. I think. I had, because I looked up real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I didn't watch that. August yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, good. Um, yeah, that, I just watched it. Oh yeah. I I am I'm, I'm a little behind. I'm watching a lot of Hell's Kitchen lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to see a good August Wilson movie, check out uh, the the Black Bottom All one. Right. It's really really good. I'll definitely check that it's out. It's very good. I'll do that. I'll do that this week. I'm gonna, I'll do that either this week or next week. I'll I'll get to it. I promise. I want you to tell me what you think about it. All right. I I will I will def I will, you know what I had to write this. I'm gonna write it down real quick. Watch because <laughs> if I don't do that. I'm going to forget, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I didn't watch it yet. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so you're taking these classes. You're you know, doing these, you know, these books or plays uh, from different people, but what's next in the film world for you? What were you doing after that? So, you know, I just really started realizing that um, in order to be an actor, you really have to you know, get rid of the, the ego pride that that you think that you that you can act. You, yeah. you got to throw that away, and and you got to listen to the director. You got to listen to the acting coach that's teaching you because they're the ones that know. Yeah. You you just have to go out there and 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 do everything that you were taught to do. The memorization, the breaking down the scene. You know everything that that takes part with all that, and then. And then, and then you have to bring that character into that and make it come alive. Yeah, and um, I have to ask also. You said something about ego and check, basically ego check out the door. Did you think? Did you? Did you feel like? Did you have an ego prior to that? And when that before that self self realization that you like, I have to check my ego. Yeah, there was a, there was a sort of a pride thing that I had that mm -hmm. uh, you know I kind of felt like. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to let anybody, you know, mm. you know, mess with me and, and I, that uh, I felt like I could bring something. And but, you know, in essence, that's got to go. You, yeah. you just got to get rid of that. And, and you just got to be in your moment, be in, in, in as relaxed as you can be. That's another thing that I learned yeah. to do that I just recently started doing because you know, this whole thing that we're going through, all of America, um, a lot of stress yeah. that, that's been going on lately, uh, the COVID thing, what happened yesterday, the, uh, you know, I was hit with a curveball, yeah. you know, uh, and so I've learned new things to do, meditation, I, I never meditated, well, now I'm meditating, and, and it's really just Helping me out in a lot of ways to just be at peace with myself. Yeah. Um, no matter what you tackle in life, there's going to be uh, it's going to be tough. No matter who you are. Yeah. 
you, it, there's always going to be a curveball thrown at you in some form or fashion. You have to be ready for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're not ready for it, 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 it can create problems. Yeah. And so as, as you know, I'm a writer. That's, that's my calling. I'm a yeah. writer. I love what I do as a writer. Yeah. My, my second calling is my acting. I love to, to act because I just, I just enjoy it. And, I, and I've put so much into it that I just uh, really get a ful really fulfillment out of it, being a part of it. Yeah. And and so I want to continue that, you know, but um I just you you have to as an actor, as a writer, whatever it is that you do, you have to uh you have to be prepared mentally. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you do because when you're not prepared, it's it's going it, to it's going to hit you and you don't want to be unprepared. You want to be ready for whatever it is that you're going to tackle, you want to be as relaxed as you can be. Um, as simple as doing a very simple exercise of just you know rubbing your shoulders back and forth like this. Mm -hmm. um, I never used to do any of that stuff, and I'm finding myself doing a lot of that stuff because it really just helps to just loosen you up. Yeah, and it doesn't have that that tension that that I've always felt before. You know. Mm -hmm. Wondering, uh, am I gonna, am I gonna do good? Am I not gonna do good? You gotta just let it all go and just be yourself. Yeah. And 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 it'll happen. I and that's that, that's what I'm learning. Not you. You learn things as you go every yeah. single day. You learn but, things from other actors. Yeah. You know. Yeah, very true. I have to ask also too. I mean, you being a writer and being an actor, does it kind of go hand in hand with each other? Do they kind of help each other out or? It, I wish it did. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a writer. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't do screenwriting or anything yeah. like that. I mean, I'm a technical writer. Okay. So I I, I write documentation, um, things of that nature. Gotcha. Uh, I write uh, online help, mm. and so it 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 really gets. Um, that's a whole different animal. Come, you know, <laughs> and my acting is a whole different thing. So it. I have to kind of keep it separate, you know, yeah. but um, one of the things that I've been looking at is trying to see if I can, you know, combine my writing oh. and, and maybe do some writing as, a, as in the acting business, yeah. you know, come up with a screen screen or with a script yeah. of some type. Have, have, so, you, have you started that at all? Have you, have you, I've dabbled, I've, I've dabbled a little bit with it, mm -hmm. but I, I think I'm going to start getting a little serious here after, uh, after these next few months nice. here. Okay. Um, once I go over, go through a, a few hurdles that I need to go through, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think I definitely want to look into that. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, good luck with that. I'm going to keep my fingers and toes crossed for you on that one. Um, I have to ask also, because I feel like George will call me out on this, but when did you meet George, Elias? Oh, wow. <laughs> George, I met George. When did I meet George? I think one day I got a hold of him, and he wanted to – he asked me if I, if I wanted to be a part of his uh, one of his shorts, yeah. and, and, and I did. And so uh, we got together. I got a chance to, to meet with him and his wife and his kids. Just a really cool guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, and then he did some uh, some um, what do you call it? Some um, headshots oh, yeah. for me. Yeah. And uh, it was just a really 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 cool time to be with him and and spend some time with him. And so we've gotten together over the uh, over the years. Yeah. Uh, I got with him um, recently on a spike. Spike. I was gonna ask about that. What was that? What and was that experience like? You know, working on that film. It was a lot of fun, you know, because uh, you know, you, uh, working with Isaiah Kane and 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 George yeah. and and uh, Melissa and Paula and and it was just so much fun. And yeah. to see them putting it together so quickly was just amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, these guys. They know what they're doing. You know, they've been doing it for years. And I got I got a chance to work with Isaiah a few years back. You know, uh, and and very very talented young man, him and and um, and his group. And so I got a chance to be on set with them on Spike. But just the way they put it together so quickly, the story. Uh, you know, everybody has their their way of doing things. You know, yeah. George has a way of directing and. And I love I love his style because yeah. he pretty much leaves it up to the actor to bring it. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. I had a great time with him. Yeah. Uh, backtrack a little bit, but I know you were on a few other things as well before Spike uh, came out, which was I've been in, I've been in a couple of Mahal. Yeah. So I, was ask about Atta- I know Attack of the Unknown, right? And yeah. I think I saw also Bridge of the Doomed as well. Yes, uh, Attack of the, of the Unknown was a very small uh, cameo role. Mm. I had like I've, I had like two lines in it. Yeah, um, it, it was it was just a cool scene because I basically I just you know take my glasses off and I'm looking at this thing coming in. You know, yeah. these 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 attacks come, yeah. attackers coming in, right? Yeah. Um, and but the way they had it set up was it was just really amazing because it was it was filmed. It, to make it look like you, we were in in Los Angeles, but we weren't really in Los Angeles, so it was really cool. Nice. And uh, and then I got a chance to be a part of Bridge of the Doomed. I got a, a, a bigger, a little bit uh, more of a um, bigger, uh, a few more lines. Yeah. For that, uh, it was a chase scene, uh, being chased by zombies. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I can't wait to see it. I, I can't yeah. wait to see it. It should be good. That should be out soon, I think, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. it should be coming out soon. Um, and I'm very grateful and thankful and and humbled to be a part of both of those films. Yeah. So. How how what what was it like working with the Mahals? The Mahals seem, I mean, they're I, the, not I mean not the uh, they're the, how do I say this? They're not the top dogs, kinda in a sense, in the in the Vegas community, in a in a in a sense, I'll say. Yes. So what was it like working with them? You know, especially like I mean, I'm not slighting anyone in the negatively in this, but like you know, you're working with the the more independent filmmakers, and then the Mahals. You're working with a more featured, experienced filmmakers in the sense that they have the bigger budget, they have you know the crew, all that shit. They they worked very well on set. I've I've enjoyed all of my time uh, on the set with them. Mm-hmm. I was on the movie, uh, one of their movies before uh, Attack of the Unknown. I was just a like you know in the background, mm-hmm. and and every time I've been on set on any of their sets, it's been very professional. One of the great things though is working with Michael Sue, mm-hmm. just an amazing director. I mean. Yeah. This guy brings it. I mean, he's just he's he's amazing, and he works with the actors, and 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 that's what's really cool is you get to you know as as an actor you get to really understand and see who the directors 
and who the good directors are and how their style is and how they work and they're all different they're yeah. all very different but yeah. you have to respect their style because they're the ones that know what they're doing and uh, working with with uh, with with the Mahal set the brothers mm -hmm. they're they're all professional they all know what they're doing yeah. they all bring it to the table and and I can't wait to see Bridge of the Doom Here's a question what kind of um director meshes well with you do you feel like and you don't have to say a person's name you can describe the way they direct i guess well i've i've learned that if you're going to be on set with a director you have to mold yourself to work with that director yeah. because i'm you know there's there's been a situations uh, maybe one situation where I had a, a situation that occurred where things didn't really kind of work out as great as they did I yeah. mean as they should have mm -hmm. but I was able to go back and sit down with that individual and iron things out with that individual and and really understand what it was that that was causing the the friction mm -hmm. um, on the set yeah. you know and. I don't want to go into details or any names, anything like that, but I learned a lot from that. And I learned that, you know what, you got to have patience. You got to be able to, and when I say work with the director is you got to work on their time. Yeah. You're there as an actor on set. And I know, I know that there are times when, you know, you, you're there for a couple hours, three hours. You don't want to let them know that, that, Hey, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, you got to be there for them and, and fulfill your situation and your scene with them, and then and then and then and then do whatever it is you got to do. Yeah. Um, because that could bring in issues. So as an actor, you have to really just have that commitment. Yeah. To to work and mesh with the director in whatever fashion they want you to work with them. Yeah. That you know actually, what I'm saying? <laughs> the key is listening yeah. to what, what they're they're because they they they're they're trying to talk to you in their lingo. Mm -hmm. It's really important as an actor that you pick up that that lingo and understand yeah. what they're looking for because they're the ones that are yeah. Yeah, it's it's just interpretation of what well not interpretation. It's just like, you know, them directing on what they're telling you what to do basically and you have to understand, like you said, that lingo of what their verbiage is too. I mean, you're not. Yeah. You might not pick it up the first day, but if you're there for a handful of days on set, by hopefully day two, you'll understand what they mean by something. So, I think. I think another thing is, I think directors also learn to appreciate a good actor as well. You know, because yeah. good actors know how to what to bring to the set, yeah. and, and and as long as you, it's it, it's it works hand in hand. But I think I think that's the reason why the standards are set for actors. You have to just really be prepared. Yeah, ex exactly. And then, yeah. Um, and then I know you worked on, cause I saw it last case as well. You were the lead in that. Was that one of your first really big, like the biggest lead role to date? If I may. Yeah. Ask? Yes. Joseph Espinosa, uh, allowed me to be a part of that. And I, it was exciting. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Once again, working with a bunch of great actors on set. And I, you know, you could look back and you, I, I critique myself yeah. and, and I'm, 
my worst critic. You know, I, I look back at the things that I've done and I'm like, Ugh, yeah, I wish I could have done that differently. I, I wish I could have done this. I, I agree with you 100% on that. I am the, my worst enemy as well. So we are in the same boat, sir. I understand. But I really learned in that, in that, uh, uh, little short film, uh, that you just cannot, you just, you, you have to bring that emotion into that character. Yeah. And even if it, even if it says, you know, okay, he's waking up, um, and, and just you, the emotion, the, the timing. Yeah. There's just so many things that, that I learned from that yeah. and looking back on it that that are now with me that that I bring with me now you know and yeah they're little stepping stones yeah everything's everything's a stepping stone but also if i may ask you said all that timing and all that emotion you're bringing with you too is that also because uh you said the the Stanislavski method that you've learned is that the same method you still use or you use another method at all or because isn't that about the moment as you were saying a little earlier is that like, do you think you bring that now into I mean, you're obviously bringing that into what you're doing with, you know, you know, the emotion and all that stuff. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if it's the Stanislavski method that I'm that I'm doing uh, now because yeah. I'm doing the basically the method of of breaking the character down yeah. and, and finding out what the motivation for each character is. I'm I'm sorry, yeah. I should have said prior what? prior when you were starting. I think you did do the Stanislavski, right? I, I was I was all Stanislavski, yeah. but then once I started learning, uh, you know, Amy Linden's technique and and Frank Perillo's technique, yeah. it it doesn't it's not a Stanislavski method anymore. Yeah. No, understandable. It, I, I I apologize for the uh, mistake. Oh, no worries at all. Yeah, it, it it's you definitely it's 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 a it's a moment thing. Yes, mm. uh, it's an emotion thing. Yes, you have to, but it's it's more of defining. And breaking it down beforehand, and then when you go into your script, it's almost like you don't even have to. The, the memorizing comes automatically mm-hmm. after you read the script yeah. like five or ten times, and you apply the rules, the beginning, middle, end, the character breakdown, the motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the who's the uh, pro protagonist and who's the antagonist, and it once you go through all that. Then that scene, and if you did it right, everything is going to come together into yeah. play, and you're going to know exactly what to bring, what emotion to bring at that time, and you have to create that moment. Yeah, it's those little moments that you have to create. Gotcha. And- it, but it'll come automatically. Yeah. yeah, it'll come automatically because of the little of everything that you've done that, that was done in that. In those steps. In those steps. Now, going back to last case and it being again being your first big role in, in a short. Uh, what was the best day? I like to ask this question, to everyone. What was your best day on set? What was your worst day on set? And, and see, if I would have known all this on the on last <laughs> case, it would have been different. But yeah. I didn't. I didn't have this method down yeah. at that time. And so my best day on set was my worst day on set because. <laughs> <laughs> Because I thought that the scene, it started out so good, and yeah. it was like, and then there was just one part of that scene that that I kind of just like, I just froze for a moment, <laughs> and kind of just like, well, 
and then I went that direction. Yeah. And and it and it kind of just it just kind of ruined my the scene. Yeah. It didn't ruin it, but it it it, it could have come across a different way had I approached it with the techniques that I know now. Gotcha, gotcha. And so that moment when when I thought that scene was the best scene, and then after I finished it, mm-hmm. it became from the best to the, the <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens also. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what did you do after last case? What was your next big thing? So after that, I've just been. It's just been very learning. A lot of learning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been applying a lot of learning. I, I you know, I, I, I attend acting classes every every week. I've been doing this since since before COVID. Yeah. Right. COVID started um, is when I started like really, you know, getting into this, you know, acting thing. And, yeah. and um, I, I did all sorts of Zoom type free classes and stuff. And, and I, I take advantage of all that. I mean, I got a chance to be in a Zoom meeting with with uh, with the acting coach from the he was an actor from 24. Oh, wow. He played the uh, the, the guy that, that protected uh, Jack um, on 24. And and he's a very very great he's an amazing actor yeah. but uh, I got to sit in on some of his principles and and so uh, there's been a lot of that you know uh, being in in showcases yeah you know I got a chance to be in a showcase for nice. the first time yeah. and got a chance to get in front of people and 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 do a monologue and and when I say monologue yeah I'm talking about really putting forth an effort into yeah. a monologue. So I, I've got a monologue that's that's that that's uh, it's the Judgment Nuremberg yeah. monologue, and I absolutely love it. And and uh, it just really gets me into this lawyer, attorney, mm-hmm. uh, Third Reich Germany type of frame. Yeah. And 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 because that's the feel that I want. I kind of feel like I have that doctor attorney look. Yeah, and I, so guess, that's I, what I agree. I do yeah. yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I got a chance to do that, and uh, I performed it in front of some folks, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, I ended up getting signed by a talent nice. agency. So, congrats! Uh, I'm really excited about that, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just continuing on. I'm doing some little projects here and there, yeah. doing some voiceovers, uh, and but very small projects, you know, yeah. uh, uh, doing a. A thing with Quantum Mark Media tomorrow, um, you know. Yeah. So it's just little things here and there that just get me, you know. Keep keep me going. Be part of the scene. Yeah. Still, still hoping to, for something, you know. To, to you know, you just yeah. never know. Hey, baby <laughs> steps, right? Baby steps, or yeah. you know, small steps, whatever you want to call it. Um, I have three more that I know I've seen you in, like, you know, just on Facebook because we're friends and all that stuff. But I know you're in Mom Squad, right? Well, how's that going? It's, I did a little scene with Mom's Squad, yeah. and, and you know I, I got to be a part of that from um, the acting class that I was a part of before COVID. Okay, actually yeah. took place. I was actually a part of a, a, an acting class that was meeting um, at the Indie Film Factory oh, on nice. Monday nights, and so I was meeting there for about a year with with uh, Stu and and Joe Polabinski and Brenda Daly and and uh, D Catrone. Yeah. And I mean, working with just some amazing, 
yeah. amazing actors. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is great. Yeah. So I got to be a part of that and sit in and, oh my God, I just, I learned so much. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just as, as the COVID thing started, uh, mom squad, Brenda started her thing. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of fell out of the, we, well, that broke up. And then I, I got into the Frank thing mm-hmm. and, and then she asked me to be a part of it. So I got, I got to be play this little Uber role nice. driver. <laughs> and it's just a really, really, it's a fun little scene because uh, once again, you know, yeah, you could be an Uber driver, but you know, it's the moments that, that yeah. you have to put in. Yeah. Make the scene work. And, and the actress that I work with, she's just an amazing uh, actress. She's from Russia and, and she's awesome. Nice. I, I just can't wait till this comes out because um, Brenda works so hard. Bless her heart. I, I just love her to death. Um, and I know that she's going to be successful in everything she does. And, and I can't wait to see the mom squad. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, excited to see that as well. Uh, then the next question, I know another project you're on is 24 hours in Vegas. If I'm not mistaken, I, I'm pretty sure I saw you in a, a few photos of that. If not, is that, are you still on that? 24 hours in Vegas. When did I do that? Rashid, uh, it's, I think you were in like a spider or something like that. The Rashid uh, Rashad, the dude from Hook is. is oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't, yes. I always blanked out his name, but I had to say the dude from Hook. Who I'm trying yes. to get the podcast Rashid, also, by the Rashid. way. Yeah, Rashid. Rashid, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, how'd you get on that? How'd you get on that project? I just uh, heard about it yeah. and then um, I texted him and asked him about the project and he said, you know what? I've got everybody that I need. And I said, Hey, no worries. He goes, but you know what? How would you be interested in just being uh, a driver yeah. and uh, being uh, driving a cool car? Yeah. And uh, you've got a, a really beautiful girl that you'll be working with. And I said, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so Works out, right? I got to be a part of that. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Nice. And, uh, once again, I can't wait to, for that one to come out. Yeah, and then well, <laughs> and then the last one I know is Sirens. I know that. How'd you get? How'd you get in part of that uh, whole process? Well, that's through the Antics yep. group of Isaiah and and uh, Paula Ramirez and Melissa Brown yep. and and um, actually George as well. George is, is playing the role of of the Joker, mm-hmm. and uh, I was asked to play the role of the commissioner. Uh, and so that's going to be exciting as well. Yeah. I can't wait for that to start happening soon. Once we get on set and any, and any that, update on, I don't even know when's that supposed to happen. You know, do you know? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm hoping soon though. Yeah. I'm hoping soon. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping real soon. I, I was going to ask uh, also too. Now you said you have the lawyer and the doctor, but now you're a police commissioner, completely different. How's it feel being something else? Well, that's gonna be that's gonna be challenging because you know uh, the role of the commissioner is, um, you know, he's like he's not a he's not a real young whippersnapper type yeah. of guy. You know, he's kind of an old guy, yeah. and uh, you know, the setting is back in the '70s type setting. You know, so you know, I'm gonna have to be really really creative on that one. Yeah. Did you, did you read any Batman comics? Uh, have you been reading any Batman comics? Not really, <laughs> no. But I should. I, I mean, should. I've seen a lot. I've seen some movies. Yeah, I've yeah, seen okay. a lot. I'm big. I I really am. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I really am. Uh, <laughs> I would say maybe Batman. I think Loeb's and Batman Year One. If you want to read that uh, graphic novel, it's pretty good. Not gonna which lie. Which one? It's called Batman Year One. 
Okay. It's like Batman's first year goes like through like basically when Bruce Wayne comes home from like you know being away from Gotham to about like a whole, it's a whole year. It takes place obviously in a whole year of Batman's first cool. year of uh, crime fighting, and I believe Loeb is in that book, if I'm not mistaken. It's really it's really good too. Just gonna throw it out there if you want some research material to say. And <laughs> awesome. And um, what I also got a chance to work uh yeah with uh, Bobby Peoples. Oh yeah, I, uh, a few of his shorts. Oh yeah, uh, Bobby Peoples, his mm-hmm. wife, lovely wife. She's mm-hmm. just great, uh, wonderful to work with. Yeah. Um, got a chance to, to do a couple of movies, a little a couple of short films with them. And uh, as well as uh, Ray Silver, I mm-hmm. uh, got a chance to work with, with him and looking forward to, to seeing if we can work uh, in the future together nice. again. Um, so that'll be great. Yeah. Okay. I think Ray is coming on the podcast February 5th or 6th, whatever Friday is, the first Friday in February. So, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. That, but that'll be late. Like, again, a lot of these shows are, all these shows are evergreen. So like that'll be out later in the year. So cool. yeah. Um, Anything else that's happening in 2021 for you right now? Anything, anything exciting that we should be at least kind of knowing about for you? Got a little, you know, the, the, I got a Ray, uh, excuse me. I got a, uh, I got a project that I'm hoping is going to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and it's going to involve hoping that it'll involve having my house being used on set. Dope. So yeah, and it's it's a horror movie, oh. and, and and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's got a pretty good budget. Oh, um, nice. And I don't want to say anything yet because it's not official yet. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but if it is, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. All right. All and right. and I'm hoping that uh, if that happens, you know that uh, that I'm able to get some kind of a role through that. So we'll see we'll see what happens. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be pretty awesome. All right. So we went through your journey. Now I have to ask you the second half. Are you ready for the second half of the podcast? The second half of the, the podcast? Half, yes. This is when we discuss the community, the film community in Vegas. So we talk about the strengths, the weaknesses, and what can we do to get to the next level. And it's all through your eyes and your opinions and what you believe. So don't feel like an asshole because some people feel like, oh, I'm going to sound like an asshole. No, no, no. It's good to let the people have their opinions and say what's on their mind because – at the same time, if you're saying the same thing as, like, all my other guests, like, then you know there's a problem. You know what I mean? There's a problem. So I think we all need to at least let the problems be known or the strengths be known. You know what I mean? So let's start out with everyone's favorite thing, the strengths in the Vegas community. What do you, what do you see as strengths in the Vegas film community? Well, you know, I, aside from all the things that I've mentioned to you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the imp- I didn't mention the improv. Oh, okay. I got a chance to be a part of improv, you know, yeah. Bail Bar a Cafe with some folks. Uh, met Eric Sharp through that group, nice. and great actor, you know, Stu, great, another great actor. Uh, and but that's what makes this community so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Film Factory, the the improv, the the acting classes, the different acting uh, opportunities to go and and do in this community. Because it's a very close-knit family. Yeah. And, and the Las Vegas actors used to have a bad rap, but I think I think they're I think we're getting better. I think I think I think actors are starting to really commit themselves and really starting to see that we have something here, you know? Yeah. Um, and 
there, we have an opportunity to, to be a part of something yeah. maybe big in the future, you know? Yeah. Working on set, I forgot to, my other movie, uh, Boomer, okay. with, Ryan, uh, with Ryan Williams. Mm. I got a chance to be a part of that. But, um, you know, everybody here that you work with, it's a very tight-knit family, and that's yeah. that's something that's really cool because I don't know if you have that in, 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 in L.A. or not. Mm. I don't know if that's like that there. I know that it's like that here in Vegas, and the more experience, the better that you get as an actor. Yeah. The more that you learn, the, the more uh, that you do what you're supposed to do, the more respect and, that you're going to get from people, the more that people are going to see that you really – are a committed individual and yeah. you really want to help and be a part of this, you know? Yeah. The other things, I mean, working, doing, excuse me, being a part of the uh, 48 hour film, the Las Vegas film fest, the 48 hour film festival. Yeah. I got to be a part of that and, and um, got to meet some folks and be a part of their movie and uh, just wonderful people that are, that are successful at yeah. what they're doing now. Yeah. Uh, Chaplin Dow, uh, she's one of them. Um, um, Tamia, she's just a great lady. Her and and working with Cheryl Prater and and them, uh, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. So so all of that, uh, the community, the people that you that you deal with, it's it's really important that you establish friendships and establish uh, yourself and 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 kind of like not be a proud ass, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but be a humble, uh, humbled and thankful and grateful yeah. actor uh, for wherever you're at yeah. and bring whatever it is you can bring. But I don't like to put people in the spot, you know, if yeah. there's actors that are out there that, that that's all they do is act, you know what, that's great. Yeah. If, if there's actors that are out there that, 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 that do acting and, and have a little bit more to offer, that's great. Yeah. But there's no knock on people. If you don't have anything aside from acting to offer, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. True. I mean, and people well, are people. People are people. That very good point. But I, you know what? I'll admit to this because I've said this for over a year now on the podcast. But like I used to say a lot, and you might have you, again, this might have changed because I've been away. I mean, I haven't really seen anything because of COVID. But I used to say, if you take a pie graph with Las Vegas actors, is that you had ninety percent of them weren't would say they're actors, but they're not really actors, and a good ten ten percent were you know really actually working on their craft. And you saying now that the actors are taking the craft more seriously, I'm 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 trying to grow the number a little bit, so I'm going to say fifteen percent now. Would that be more accurate? I, yes, I okay. think that's accurate. I okay. think that's accurate. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's still a lot of bandwidth yeah. Yeah, yeah. to play here, but, um, and, and I'm not boasting yeah. at all. I just know that, I just know for me, in order to be able to bring it on set, yeah. you have to, to be, um, you have to be taking some kind of acting lessons. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way I, I, I mean, and, yeah. and I'm not saying that you have to do it like every single day, I, you know, I'm just saying that you have to have some kind of acting lesson experience. Yeah. 
in order to proceed. Yeah. Um, and had I had I had I listened to people tell me that at the beginning, yeah, it, it probably would have been different for me. But you know, you know what? It's it's okay because yeah. as you know now now that I've got it, yeah, I'm loving it, and yeah. and and I feel good. Yeah. I feel great. Great. Because I know that I'm learning yeah. something that's benefiting me to become a better actor. That's awesome. And also, again, you live and you learn, too. You you know, that's that's something I think we kind of have been harking on, in a sense, in this whole podcast, the overall kind of theme of this podcast, I would say, maybe. Um, so any other strengths as well that you see in the community? I know you dropped some early in the show. I know you dropped one right now. But anything else before we go through the weaknesses? Well, you know, I just, I just, I just love the enthusiasm that just that, that the community brings. There, yeah. you know, even if it's not a big turnout, or even if it's not uh, a glamorous, glitzy LA thing, Vegas has its own style. Mm -hmm. Vegas has its own style of people, and you know, the folks that 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 invite and they and we're, we're able to use their facilities and. You know that is the beauty of it. Yeah. That I love all that. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great because we get to see parts of our city that we don't normally get to see. First yeah. of all, places that we don't normally get to see up normally in the arts district area. Yeah. That are you know that are really just creative. You know, and and you get to see, uh, uh, you know, sets and and uh, things that people are doing. Yeah. To bring their business here to Vegas. It's it's fantastic. It's booming. It's getting yeah. to be it's going to be big. I think there's big things ahead. All right. And I'm going to hold you to that one then. <laughs> I'll hold you that for 2 years. I'll wait till 2023 to ask you that again. Okay. Yeah. You got it. Cuz we're on a stall still. I'm going to say for 2021. I think uh, 2021 might be a good year. Okay. Later I, on. I hope uh, so. It's been a it's been a rough 8 days so far. <laughs> I know. Can I get the? Can I get my money back on yeah, this? Not yet. No, it's a thirty-day subscription. <laughs> it's a it's a thirty-day trial, not not a seven. <laughs> uh, and now let's talk about the weaknesses. What are some things that you see that are weaknesses in the community that we need to improve upon? Well, I just think that I wish that we had. Uh, a stronger base mm -hmm. of talent here, yeah. uh, but at the same time, um, I you know we've got there's there's people here that are good actors you know that yeah. you could that are that are you could tell, but um, you know having a stronger backing from from the folks uh, in the movie industry. Mm -hmm. To allow us to be able to do more filming out here in Vegas—that's yeah. that, a big weakness out here. I mean, you got directors that are just amazing. Kelly Schwartz, mm -hmm. you know, gosh, she came out with his great movie Abigail. You know, um, uh, the Mahal brothers. I mean, we got to be able to bring more, yeah. more companies out here to be able to do bigger things. I, I think to piggyback on this a little bit and kind of go into that, like what can we do to get to the next level? Something I always say is it can't be a horror film. 
and it can't be a party movie that will get us to the next level where people are noticing who we are. I always say, and I always use this movie as an example because I, I love the movie A and B. It, 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 it's like, it's kind of perfect in a sense. Moonlight. Moonlight takes place in Miami, I believe, in that Florida region, and it doesn't feel like Miami. Like, you don't get the, the neon lights in Miami and all that stuff. I never really got that from Moonlight. And I think that's what Vegas needs. I think we need something that's a drama, you know, something, a serious type of work that's, you know, doesn't show Vegas in the sense of like, oh, there's the strip. There's, you know, downtown. It's like, or, you know, it's like the Red Rock, the suburbs. Give me the burbs. Give me the, like, the heart of people. Give me, like, the, the dirt. Give me, like, things that are relate more relatable in a sense instead of big picture big ideas and like yes. dreams of parties you know what i mean i agree i agree and and there's a lot of uh uh folks a lot of directors a lot of uh people out here in vegas that have some amazing ideas as far as some of what you're just mentioning yeah. as far as webisodes and series and mm -hmm. things of that nature um that i really believe will come to fruition in some form or capacity, but I'm, yeah. I'm thinking if we had the backing of some of these folks from LA, you know, to, to, yeah. to make it happen, you know, it would be, it would even be better. But, um, but I know, I know that I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And, and I think that now more than ever, especially with, with all the crap that we've gone through. Yeah. I think that would be a really refreshing thing for the city of Las Vegas to have is some kind of a something to that effect where we could watch it on a Netflix platform yeah. or, you know, like succession, but like in Las Vegas style. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and even, even what you're saying too, it's like, you know, we have all this talent and even here's another, I, I, I think negative in a sense, but like you have all these outside companies that come in, that do come in and they do bring their outside talent and their outside pool of workers. And I don't think they really give Vegas. Uh, I, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want people to come in. No, to I, our city I, I, to oh, I agree. I'm, oh, I know what you're saying. Oh yeah. I know. Sorry. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and I understand it. And I, I don't think, I think that, that, that people need to see, that there's a talent pool yeah. here in Vegas. I agree. Yeah. Whether, you know, if it's 15%, hey, that's 5% more than, than last time. Yeah, that's true. Good, good. You know? Yeah. And so use the talent here in Vegas. Yes, yes. Use the talent here in Vegas because there is some good talent here. Yeah. There, there really is. Yeah. Uh, any other weaknesses that you see? Just, just what I mentioned. I think, I think, I think, I think that we can turn the weakness uh, into uh, into a, into a strength. Yeah. Because I think the folks in Vegas are like that. They have this um, thick skin. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you look at the at the Golden Knights. Yeah. You know, who would have thought that the Golden Knights would be where they're at right now. That's true. Um, and 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 they made believers out of Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 one October thing mm -hmm. that that occurred. It, it 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 made Las Vegas really strong. Yeah. To coin a phrase, Vegas stronger. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so you know 
we we have a great yeah city here. We we have a a, a city that's better than L.A. Yeah. Oh wow, you know? that's that's some we, better, we that's have, some, that's some a fighting words right there, and b that's oh, a pretty we've got big. Better in L.A. Why not? We've yeah. got we've got Elon Musk. Yeah. We've got we've got the Raiders. We've yeah. got everything going on here now. And well, we don't uh, have the Lakers though. We don't have the lake. We don't have the Lakers. <laughs> We we might have an NBA team here pretty soon. Yeah, though. yeah, I know. What either either <laughs> either at T-Mobile, but or or um, what was it? Uh, Jerry Tar not Jerry Tarkanian. Uh, what's the one player? Oh, they'll be playing at T-Mobile. No, there's there's another stadium they're making. Um, I well, I did, I remember going there for the um. Oh my God! What's that thing called when they put the shovel in there? The the groundbreaking. There's another stadium at Jackie Robinson Stadium down by like Sahara. They're supposed to make, and that's where they're oh, trying. Really? Yeah. They, well, this was a few years ago. I don't know where the progression is of this now. I I probably might got installed. But I heard the the idea was like use Jackie Robinson Stadium, or Jackie Robinson Arena as an as the um basketball thing. Oh, cool. But I don't know well, that, that. I mean, that's kind of. Person that's stupid, I think. I think you should just leave it all on T-Mobile. Personally, that's my my idea because it's exactly. right there. Uh, but whatever. Uh, so, what else? So, yeah. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying that. Let you know. Let's bring in. I I was looking forward to having Matthew Modine be our spokesman for that. Would have been an amazing thing to happen, but yeah. for the Nevada film. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, yeah. Um, if we got the backing of some people to give us the stamp of, a, we we can we have our own pool talent here. Yeah. We don't need L.A. folks coming down here. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, they want to come down here and move yeah. out here. Yeah, that's different. But we don't need L.A. talent out here in Vegas. It's just it's we got our own thing here. I, something I've been saying on the podcast recently, and I, this by the time this comes out, this might be sold. It might be sold now. I haven't really checked the market, but Wayne Newton's real estate, Casa de Shenandoah, is or was for sale for for the time, right? If they someone literally bought that and they made that a you know a studio like Warner Brothers with a lot. Think about it, it's forty acres or close to forty acres. Oh my God, that would that be something or what? That would be it's it's primo real estate because you have, like, you have a all these houses already that's inside the compound. You can make them editing bays and stuff like that. Then you ha or you can make them production studios or production rooms. Then you can also make sound stages, small ones, on like the fields. You just get rid oh, of all yeah. that horse shit. Wow, well, horse stuff. The horse. Well, well, that kind of makes funny. Horse shit, horse, yeah, whatever, uh, all that stuff, and it it's a perfect spot. I think it's it it really, and you're right by the airport. You're right by the strip. You're like still 15 minutes away from it, or 10 minutes away from it, whatever it is. Yeah. You're in an area that's gonna be booming, in in Hender like close to Henderson area. So that would be awesome. Yeah. And so if anyone's listening to this, I'll keep saying this until someone says something to me, but. Someone please buy Wayne Newton's estate and turn it into a, a film studio. That's all I have to say there. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, um, I think there's some good things coming down the pike. You know, uh, you know, you, you, God, you know, I mean, all these pe people are starting. I, I just remember Joe Lujan, yeah. what great director. Uh, uh, ben uh, Stopper, Stopper mm -hmm. uh, bringing some of his um, 
he's got like a whole lineup of like movies that are coming down the pike that he yeah. mentioned, and I'm really excited to hear that. That's going to be great, yeah. you know. So more, more, more opportunities for the for the Vegas actors, you yeah. know. And and the last uh, part of that too uh, is what can we get to the next level? And I think you kind of are mentioning that already in the weaknesses, kind of, and even that we mentioned in the strengths too. But is there anything else that you think that we can get to the next level in the Vegas community? What we need to do to get to that next level? Yeah, we gotta buy. We gotta have somebody buy uh, <laughs> Wayne Newton's property as soon as possible. There we go. Yes, I love it. Make that a priority. <laughs> Make Wayne Newton's estate great again. That's what I say. How's that one? I'll send that hashtag. <laughs> um, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I, 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 and again, again, you're right by Sunset Park. You're right by a whole bunch of things. I used to live over there. I know what's over there, and everything over there is great. Um. Maybe we can get Elon Musk to, to get into the acting now. I don't know. Business. If someone just has about 10 Bitcoin, I think you'll be fine. I think I think you just buy that now, or maybe 20. <laughs> the amount that, that price is going. Um, but, Raph, I have two more questions for you before we end the show. First one is, if you would like to, would you like to give out your social media? If what now? If you'd like to give out your social media. Um, you know, I'm just not, no, I'm, I'm not really, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't really post a lot of, okay. uh, things on my Facebook as far as my, you know, like when something happens, yes, I will post, but I mean, I'm not like constantly yeah. bragging about, okay, you know, acting this and acting that. Yeah. And, uh, some, some actors love to do that and I'm, that's, that's fine with me with, you know, but I, I just. I'm not ready for that yet. I mean, um, I'm, I want to get through some hurdles. Yeah. And then I might uh, open up a new account and, and just, uh, you know, start over. Gotcha. You know, Facebook, it can be very political and very controversial. Yeah. And, and just a lot of crap, you know? <laughs> Too much crap. <laughs> last question. You've been dropping some nuggets all night. But what's that last golden nugget that you want to drop to the audience who are listening to this? What's the last golden nugget? Yeah. That last bit of advice. <laughs> Did I tap you out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just, I am just extremely, extremely humbled and grateful and thankful to meet all the talented folks in Las Vegas and you never take for granted anyone. Yeah. Um, never take for granted anyone and never try to up one on anyone because yeah. you want to be a good example. You want to set a good example for people. You want people to like you. You want people to remember you from, from their experience with you. And and I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I I learn as I go. Yeah. You know, you learn as you go. Yeah. And uh, I've learned a lot of things, and and there were some tough lessons that I've had to deal with, yeah. and and uh, and that's why I'm where I'm at today. That's why I feel the gratification and the and and the gratitude and the humbleness that I didn't feel mm -hmm. at the beginning when I started this. Yeah. And and so you learn to be that person because you have to. 
that's part of the process, I guess. That's yeah. that's part of the onion peeling, I guess. That you go through. <laughs> yeah, makes sense, and that's a, actually a great way of ending the podcast as well. Because again, the whole you know the whole arc of your journey so far has been you know living and learning and l- growing as well. And you know this is the podcast yeah. is about people that are growing that are trying to reach their dreams to become a frame chaser, and you know, and and it's great to hear everyone's story and know where people are going and where they want to go in life, and it's inspiring. And I hope we're inspiring the people that are listening to the show today uh, to still go out there, and even if they're having a tough time, they hear Raf's story and they go, "Oh shit, you know, I I can do this still." You know, they're he's inspired. He, hopefully, you're inspiring and. I think you are inspiring people by still doing this or continuing doing this as well. And again, Raf, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, John, thank you very much for allowing me to be part of your podcast. I really appreciate it. I think you are extremely professional and I am just thankful that you gave me an opportunity. Oh, no, no problem. Thank you. That's why I like to say to my guests, thank you. Cause if it wasn't for you guys saying yes and you know, telling your stories, I wouldn't have a show. So thank you. Um, again, guys, you can listen to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Overcast. You name it, we're on it. You'll find it somewhere. And again, guys, I can't do this without the love and support of my frame chasers. And I'm just trying to bring knowledge to all you listeners out there. And I hope you're getting some great Bible information and learning something from it because we all have a story. Again, I'm saying this. We all have a story and we all go through things at the same time or at different times. And I hope people that are on the show keep inspiring you to chase those frames. Again, guys, thank you. And have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month.